0: Today we come to Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 26. As I was sorting things out for this sermon, I debated whether we have here one or two or three hard sayings of Jesus. I'll just read the text and you decide how many hard sayings are here. Matthew 16, beginning at verse 24, God's holy word for us today. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? when you allow Jesus Christ into your life he goes through your life and rearranges it he rearranges all the values of your life things previously thought treasured are not valued so highly anymore and things which before were considered worthless are seen in a new light and now are considered dear and precious It's like the antiques roadshow. Do you enjoy it as much as I do? Watching as people haul their stuff in to be appraised by experts. And each appraisal has a little drama to it. Will that $2 yard sale lamp turn out to be a Tiffany? Will that painting that has hung collecting dust for generations up in the back hallway have anything more than sentimental value. And each of those little dramas has a climax as the hopes are either realized or the hopes of the person who's brought that object are dashed to pieces. And part of the fun of it of it for, for me is seeing the formerly worthless assume great worth finding out that that $2 lamp is actually a Tiffany and as the phrase go a conservative auction estimate is 40 to $45,000. And on the other hand part of the fun for me is hearing that the story that these people have come with that, that accompanies their object that story is completely bogus. The family's been telling lies about that object for years. And the item has little or no worth. And do you listen as I do for the response of the person to the appraisal? Usually they say something like, Well, I had no idea. I guess I better take better care of it. I'll put it back in the safety deposit box, or I'll have it insured for more money, or I'll stop using it for whatever I've been using it for. You see, it's all about value. What is a thing worth? That's what happens when a person meets Jesus Christ as Savior and begins to follow him as Lord. Jesus walks into your life as the master appraiser, and he points to each thing that he finds in your life. And this one who knows what things are worth declares that's worthless or what are you saving that for or why did you pay such a high price for that or he might say that's valuable why are you hiding that we are always assigning value to things listen sometime to how we talk you got a good deal that's way too expensive that's not worth it you paid how much I'll take two of those at that price and don't presume that value is always measured in dollars sometimes it's a matter of time or effort or work as when we say I don't have time for that or that's too much work this hard saying of Jesus is about worth or value the price tags we place on the things of our lives The price tag we place on our lives, our very selves. What good will it be if a man gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? We have to be careful in how we understand that word soul. The same word is used in verse 26 as in verse 25. In 25 it's life and in verse 26, it's soul. For whoever wants to save his life or soul will lose it, but whoever loses his life or soul will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul or life? Or what can a man give in exchange for his life or his soul? Jesus is talking not about soul as a part of your being, something that can be separated from who you are he's speaking about self about life about everything you are and everything you have your very person everything that makes you you that distinct personality your very self and as you go through life you are investing yourself your person in a variety of things the prime asset you have to trade with is yourself your life And the issue is, what are you getting back in exchange? What's the payoff for the investment of yourself? What kind of deal are you working on as you walk through life? What kind of deal have you made and with whom have you made it? Are you getting the best deal? The worst deal is gaining everything but losing yourself. Investing yourself but in the end having nothing to show for it. What good is it, Jesus asked, where's the profit? If you yourself end up with everything, but in the process have bartered away yourself. The worst deal is trading your life for something that in the end is nothing. And the best deal is saving or keeping yourself while gaining everything that is worth having. Jim Elliott was one of those five young missionaries who was killed in South America back in the 50s when he and his co-workers tried to establish contact with the Aucas of Ecuador in the hope of bringing them the good news that Jesus is Savior and Lord and he understood it's plain from his journal that he understood this question of value he contemplated the possibility of losing his life there in Ecuador he asked in his journal what is my life worth and then he wrote this conclusion he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose what are you spending your life for and what are you investing yourself. In hopes of getting a good deal, people invest in prestige, power, and possessions. That about sums it up. Prestige. Nobody wants to be a nobody. We all want to be thought of as important. In whatever circles we move, however big or small, we want to have a certain reputation. And for that we invest ourselves. We exchange our lives But that fame is very fleeting. Andy Warhol was cynical but correct when he said decades ago now that everyone has his 15 minutes of fame. Uh, Just pick up a magazine from 10 or 12 years ago and you'll see what Andy Warhol meant. Who are those people and where are they now? Every time the Academy Awards rolls around, I think of this. All the seriousness, all the pomp, all the splendor of the Academy Awards. Who will know who won what in a few years? Who will care who won what? Prestige. The second is power. Again, in whatever circles you move, however big or small... You want to have a certain control. We want to be making the decisions. We want to be controlling the environment. And for that, we invest ourselves. We trade our lives. But you know, in the end, we will all encounter something we can't control. Here's that ultimate statistic I seem to be reminding you of a lot lately. The ultimate statistic. One out of one dies. Power. Third is possessions. We exchange ourselves to accumulate stuff. 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 And more stuff. Things. Things which quickly break or rust or become obsolete or wear out. The I got to have it of today becomes the why'd I buy that tomorrow. Possessions. People sell their souls, their very selves, for prestige and power and possessions. It's a bad deal you're making because none of that lasts. Oh, some lucky few see it last their lifetimes. Most don't, but some do. But even those who carry all that to their deaths are parted from it at death. That's the way of the world, prestige, power, and possessions. And into that world, Jesus comes with a new word, a new way of looking at things. Jesus is the upsetter of the status quo. It is he who turns our way of looking at things upside down. It is he who, when we say that's the way it is, he says, no, it's not. The world says, get all you can, and Jesus says, give all you can. The world says, live for yourself, and Jesus says, live as I lived among you, not for myself, but for others. You see, Jesus is here announcing that great paradoxical principle of self-investment. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. you gain life by giving your life away in the cause of Christ. You lose life by trying to hang on to it. The world is replete with examples of people who live for themselves, who hang on to all they are and all they have, but in the end lose it all. Shirley MacLaine the actress who's come back into the public eye now with that star turn on Downton Abbey years ago said in an interview something that has haunted me ever since I first heard it she's talking about herself and love and what she is hanging on to she says the only sustaining love is with yourself when you look back on your life and life on your life and try to figure out where you've been and where you are going, when you look at your work, your love affairs, your marriages, your children, your pain, your happiness, when you examine all that closely, what you really find out is that the only person you really go to bed with is yourself. The only thing you have is working to the consummation of your own identity. And that's what I've been trying to do all my life another example Kevin Costner when he made it big several years ago in Hollywood he left his children he divorced his wife and he said I wish I could stop and raise my family but this is my time now standing in stark contrast to that way of the world is the way of Jesus the context for Jesus's hard saying here is this. Jesus had just announced his death. He said, I am walking to Jerusalem, and there they will kill me. Well, Peter, on hearing this, Peter, one of the disciples, the impetuous one, takes Jesus aside and he says, not so, Lord. It will never be so. And then Jesus rebukes him in the most stringent terms he rebukes him he calls him Satan he says get behind me Satan and Jesus goes on to say if anyone would come after me he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever wants to lose his or wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for me will find it so each of us is to ask what does it mean for me to take up my cross to deny myself and follow Jesus where am I trying to save my life myself only in the end to lose it where I might find where might I find life by losing it how do I regard who I am and and what I have each of us needs to be asking those questions and together as a church as Nova community we need to be asking how can we be the kind of church that gives itself away in the style of Jesus Christ that loses its life for Christ's sake the church that has that kind of vulnerability to the world and its need. Well, what do we do with this hard saying of Jesus? First, give yourself to Christ. Give yourself to Christ and see what he gives back. In 40 years of being a pastor... I have never found a single person who gives himself to Christ and is disappointed with what he gets back. On the other hand, I have over the years encountered many people who having given themselves to Christ regret only that they did not do it sooner. Who say things like, what a fool I've been to be spending all of myself and my things on the wrong stuff. What a bad deal I've made with my life to this point. So give yourself to Christ and see what he gives you back. And then secondly, if you have given yourself to Christ, learn how to more properly appraise and evaluate everything around you. Learn how to separate the trivial from the consequential the passing fancies and fads from that which is truly worthy of your effort, the inconsequential from that which really matters, the worldly from the eternal. Become a master appraiser of life and its things yourself. And for parents and and grandparents, ask yourself, What are your children and grandchildren learning to value by watching you and what you value? We're all building a kingdom. We followers of Christ have the privilege of participating with him, cooperating with him in the building of his kingdom. What is it that extends the reign of Christ in your life? What do you do with your stuff that expands the growing kingdom of God in this world? And then thirdly, take some little steps, some incremental steps towards spending your things, all that you are, all that you have, all that you control, on things of eternal value. We are enamored of the quick fix. We like the instant. We like the one fell swoop approach to things, the big decision which will make all the difference. And sometimes life is like that. A decision for Christ can be the pivot point, the turning point of an entire life. Sometimes life is like that, but usually it's the complex of little decisions that positions us to revalue to reprice, to reappraise, to reorder our lives and our things. So Jesus, the master appraiser, walks into your life. And he looks at you and your stuff. He may be saying, what is this? (laughs) What are you hanging on to this for? Why are you spending your life to acquire that? Let us pray.